So I received a letter in the mail yesterday from the Cancer Research Laboratory that I had, uh, I just say, I want to say volunteer, really donated uh, tissue and blood and um, had volunteered for various testing a couple weeks ago, helping for future research for colon cancer as well as other cancers with the Rare Cancer Institutes and a very reputable Cancer Institute Cancer Research Laboratory. So I was um, humbled and I'm damn proud to be able to make a difference, not just in current research, but for future re research, making a difference for all cancer patients. So I've been waiting on test results for some things that they are trying to see on a different part of their laboratory to come up with a big, 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 huge um, part of a bigger piece of a puzzle with my medical history. I'm trying to stem it back to when I was an infant and actually even further than that in the mother's womb and seeing what type of autoimmune, um, what virus or disease was, I, was contracted in the mother's womb because we know for a fact that there was something contracted. We found this out with my disability attorneys. I went through revision, re, um, revised with judiciary judge hearing, which was, uh, took three months, but it was done a month and a half ago. And the reason they did the revision revised is uh, sometimes this happens is because when I first went on disability, I went in for specific um, things that were going on with my health. I continued to work. I enjoyed working. I was working two jobs and uh, I was spending more time, which is very strange in the emergency room and um, working with clients and that it was getting to be detrimental to my health. And then obviously there was things going on and I was driving. So um, against my better judgment, which, you know, now that I'm older, I realize that was really, really stupid, really poor decisions. But against my better judgment, I still wanted to work. Um, it was tough to stop working, and um, I fought it. But a training physician was part of my um, primary care team. It was a treating, uh, I'm sorry, a, a teaching physician at a uh, hospital back in Ohio. And so I'm sorry, but I can't have you working anymore. I'll get you through disability. You're not going to have a choice. And I'm going to be holding it up instead of, we were hoping this temporary disability and I'm becoming permanent. And it was, the reason was because disability attorneys back then, I didn't realize all the records and a mountain of things that um, surfaced throughout my lifetime when I was little, an infant. And through adolescence and teenage years. And I, you know, I still have a lot of my past that I have no memory, um, recollection, recollection of, recollection of, sorry, it's early in the morning, seven o'clock, but, um, things that surfaced was boxes and boxes of medical records. It was shocking, horrifying, disturbing. I don't know what the other words I could have for it, but when things had changed and um, I became an oncology patient six years ago, that was not part of what was going on with the disability. 
So things have changed. And actually, the interesting part is disability have flagged it and contacted me first and asked, was, has there been changes, any further changes? I'm going to send you paperwork, which they did. Um, I had a case worker, case manager that was assigned to my disability case. And uh, I had like, oh man, it was like 30, <laughs> I think it's total like 30 to 40 pages of updated information and, and just everything that I had to provide to disability. And we're like, okay, listen, this is going to go through judiciary judge through, through a hearing again. I was like, well, so am I going to have to do a hearing? They're like, no, no. It's going to be video though. And we may need you, we may need you to uh, answer some questions or whatnot. But I got an attorney. I couldn't use the same attorney I had um, for one for one reason. The gentleman that I had before, he had retired, so they don't do a lot of disability cases anymore. They do more of estate planning. So I had to get a disability attorney, and I found one in Kentucky had represented me, a large law firm, and uh, they took care of everything pretty much. I had some questions that had to be answered, and it was done via phone during the hearing. But... Um, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, was I shocked? No, not really. Uh, they had changed the start date of my disability and backed it up to where I was an infant within less than um, six months of age. So the revision, revise, revision, whatever, you know, they call it either or. Everything with my disability had to change. But the bigger question was, is... Um, was asked by medical examiners and that because you'll have like the whole nine yards of disability. Um, disability's not a joke. I had people for 10 years. I had this one knucklehead want to sit there. I literally got it on on um, legal documentation. This one knucklehead sat there and stated to an attorney that they had consulted with a medical person. I don't know who the hell they consulted with. What? Uh, Ronald McDonald? I don't know. Laffy the Clown? I'm not sure. It sat there and said, well, I don't believe that she's sick. Per Talkins person, I believe she's sick. That is the biggest crock of SH star T I've ever heard in my life. That is the biggest crock of SH star T. I got to read this stuff. Um... Was I surprised coming from this individual? No. Was it stupid? That was stupid. You were stupid to do that. I'm just going to tell you for yourself. You were damn stupid. Stupid as hell. Good Lord, man. That'd be like you telling me you got something. I'm going to sit there and talk to whoever the hell you talk to. Krusty the Clown's physician. I'm not sure. Ringling Brothers and Burnham and Bailey Circus. I mean, what, you got a doctor that was in that little Volkswagen with 500 clowns that popped out that he talked to? That's stupid. There's no way I would do that. That's dumb. If I ever do that, somebody just smack me. That's stupid. Stupid as hell. Don't question somebody when they're sick. That's dumb. That's dumb. That's a problem with you, not with me. You got an issue. Look in the mirror. It's called yourself. Fix it. Because you've done some really stupid things. I don't know what the hell your problem was, but you said some stupid-ass things. Literally, I had an attorney read that to me. I was sitting there like, you are really joking me. Actually, the attorney snickered. <laughs> and in fact, it actually, it was a snicker, and he went, huh, wow. Okay. Literally, that was his response. Anyway, 
So um, I'm sorry, I just went off the topic. But we're trying to figure out what virus or, I mean, they're more thinking of virus. Could it be a disease, something, something within the mother's room, something, you know, that maybe didn't know or weren't aware of. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little, am I a little nervous about this? I'm a little nervous to find out because it could be anything. It could have been a virus. I was told it could have been like secondary to a flu complication. Um, something within the mother's womb, you know, from time of conception to the time, you know, you're born. Something happened. Um, and the, the thing is, is now that technology is so far in advance compared to back, you know, um, let's just face it. I'm 50 and I like, I literally am damn proud of my age because I've made, th- I made it through a lot in my life. I'm damn proud of myself. That's, that's the truth. I'm proud as hell. I'm not embarrassed or ashamed of my age. Um, I'm proud to be where I'm at in my life at 50 because uh, I never thought I'd get there. I'm proud, damn proud. Um, I beat the odds many, many times since I was born. That's a lot. I realize how fortunate and blessed I am, you know? But, um, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about it. See, technology back then, researching that in the 70s, well, hell, now we're in 2022, is like, I mean, it's like yin and yang. It's like a whole nother world compared to now, of research back then. Um, we didn't have the advancements and um, research and laboratories and uh, so much and millions and billions of dollars in research, especially with the government. We didn't have the technology and things, but now we do. And that's the scary part. Um, a friend of mine asked me yesterday, did you find out anything? I mean, regarding the autoimmune of what caused all this? I said, no, not yet. I mean, they asked me, are you a little nervous? I'm like, you know, I actually am. I am a little nervous because when I got the letter from the laboratory, from the cancer research Laboratory, um, it's a government-funded, government-backed research for cancer. Um, they do nothing but cancer research. I said I was very, very, I mean, I was a little like, mm-mm. You know, Eric stopped my house, and he was like, hey, um, went and checked the mail. He was working, and he's like, and there's something from that cancer research place that does the cancer research that you did the labs for, and you volunteered. And I said, yeah. He's like, I don't know what it is. I mean, it looks kind of like there's a couple of things, more than just one paper. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but luckily, I mean, I was thinking, oh. I told him just um, let me know online because I really want to receive this online first um, before mailing everything in. Um, what my physicians would need, oncology, my medical team now, whatever they need. Because we have to sign. I mean, there's so much HIPAA stuff involved with research stuff. So, um I signed for specific things for them to be able to have records of that is vitally important um, for continuing to treat me throughout the duration of my lifetime with my care, um, which is very important. But I was really like, oh, good Lord, this is not going to be good. But luckily, it was just, you know, let me know that um, tissue and specimens of blood and urine and things like that that they received, yada, yada, yada. Um, things were being processed and letting me know um, in what direction 
that as a volunteer and things I've done of how it's going to help with cancer research, with colon cancer, um, with bloodborne cancers. And uh, it was a list of things. And uh, it was ama- I was amazed and to be able to volunteer and to do something that is uh, with colon cancer. And, I mean, all sorts of different types of cancers and rare blood cancers to be able to be part of something so much larger, um, priceless, because you, you can't put a dollar sign, you can't put a price on something like that. I can't say it enough. Um, if you're an oncology patient, and um, for those with rare cancers and that, because I know I'm not the only one that's connected and has their case with rare cancer institutes with the United States of America, I know I'm not the only one because there's a lot of rare cancers out there. They're still being researched and followed throughout a patient's lifetime. If you get presented, if you get um, a cancer research institute that does cancer research, if they present themselves and come forward and they're asking you to volunteer, to be a human volunteer for research or not, I cannot stress enough and, and ask you and beg you and plead enough to please It is the most selfless act you can do. Don't even hesitate twice to do it, you know? And if there's something that's going to benefit you with your current and with with your own medical journey, um, don't be afraid, you know, to raise your hand and volunteer, you know? Like I said, there's some things maybe you don't want to know. Hey, you got the paperwork, they're going to send it to you. If you don't want to know certain things, you don't want anybody to know certain things, you don't want your physician, you just don't want to know. Um... You can mark that too. It could be confidential. If you just want it among, you know, just yourself and the cancer laboratory research company, you know, let them, you know, go ahead and check the box. You can do that too. But I don't know yet. I don't know yet. But um, I have no idea. We know with, uh, with disability and going through vision revised hearing and that, we know that this definitely, with all the paperwork that has, is now electronic now, um, files have, I mean, good Lord, let's think about it, when we switched over the years from paper to electronic files. And you got to think about when you were a child, you know, that those documents, your medical records, never really, they never disappear, okay? Unless something really funky happens, especially at the hospital. They never truly disappear. They just get stored. Can you imagine I mean, I'm sure there's some people where, I mean, things are just now coming out of storage and still being transcribed from paper to cyber to having um, a care everywhere and all the rest of these um, software programs that connect all your medical records in the United States from every physician, every hospital, every whatever you've had and connects it to where it's just one click into this um, software, this app. This platform that your physicians, your specialists, the hospitals, everybody's able to just look and have everything at their fingertips. It's absolutely amazing. We've come such a long way since the 70s. So you can imagine how long it took. It's not that I was told by the attorney, your records never disappear, but they get stored. And sometimes it just takes a longer time when your records are being stored. People don't understand. They don't ever just disappear unless something strange happens. Um, a storage facility catches on fire. Somebody compromises or something happens. You know what I mean? But I didn't have those records when I initially went through disability. But now we do. 
So we know by hospital, children's hospital records, through hospital records as an infant, we know there was something. We know it's autoimmune. But autoimmune is, autoimmune is secondary. There was something, a virus or a disease or something happened. Um, this could be as simple as told as your birth mother could have had the flu, you know? She could have had food poisoning. Um, there could have been something that maybe she was born with that she was unaware of, something that compromised her immune system or something that made her hypersensitive as far as allergies even. People are born with allergies. Some people have really, really bad allergies. And sometimes it's just not the allergies. Allergies, as I was told by a disability attorney, is just secondary to something going on to where your body is hyper, super sensitive with your immune system. Anything's possible. Something went wrong. There's a huge piece, the last, the large, large, large piece of the puzzle that's missing with my medical history um, as an infant to the time now as I'm an adult to tie in everything. Um, the professor who figured out the issue behind me oncology in the first place and under rare cancer institutes is highly, is, is well, very, very, very curious to see what this was. And to have a capability for a laboratory, a cancer institute laboratory to be able to take specimens from you as a patient and literally solve um, decades, decades of a mystery to make sense of just um, problem after problem after problem after problem um, with medically things going wrong. But you realize it's, it's, not, it's not just like you have a multitude of things going wrong. It's just one single component of, of within your internal health at a young age that contributes, and it's a contributing factor, as I was told, everything that you've gone through. It's all connected. It's just this big piece of the puzzle. Um, they're confident they're gonna figure it out. I'm confident. Um, it's just a curiosity of what this is. <laughs> is this gonna answer so much, so much? I don't know to what level, and I can only imagine the level of peace I'm going to have to literally read what the hell went wrong from birth, from the mother's womb. What went wrong? You know, what went wrong? You can't change what happened. But it does make a billion times difference. And it's going to make a billion times difference. When it comes to my care right now, in the here and now, and answers to specialists and oncologists, otherwise, as they said, this is not just things just didn't happen to happen. This stuff started at a very, 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 very tender age at birth. It's just we don't know. Because back then they didn't have research and technology to be able to figure it out. Um, if they did, they would have known right then and there. But now we do. So this is a crucial, um, that piece of the puzzle. So yeah, every time the mail, oh my gosh, every time the mail every day, it's just like this here, 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 or I wait for the email. Um, it's one either or, it's gonna hit.
But um, they said it could take up to five weeks. So we'll see. Uh, cancer laboratory, they do all, the, they do all research for all, every cancer out there. But um, connecting with the government, government funded. But as we said, um, it could take like a day. It could take a couple days. It could take a week. It could take weeks. It could take up to five weeks, five, six weeks, you know, max. Any time in between then. So um, it's going to be um, powerful. It's gonna. It's definitely going to impact um, me. Because it's like finally getting that closure and an answer. Um, and not just for me, like I said, for other um, specialists in that. And disability attorney as well. What the heck happened? What, what was it, you know? Because you're never going to be able to. Um, in life, it's life in general. You can't um, go back and change things um, that happened or things that weren't explained in your past. If only we had a capability, you know? to um, change what happened in the past. And we can't do that, you know. But uh, there are some things in the past that uh, with advancement tech, advancements, excuse me, technology and research, is uh, that past sometimes can be answered. And uh, the past can sometimes speak for itself. And um, research definitely is uh, allowing us to do that in the here and now, absolutely amazing. So uh, I'll keep everybody posted, but um, I just wanted to say um, for those that are oncology cancer patients and you're dealing with a rare cancer, um, and there's, there's a lot of us out there more than what probably people want to, um, probably more than people can imagine. There's, a, there's many, many patients that may be on a journey and have cancer, but are realizing that they're on the rarity. They're rare. Um, they're on the lesser end of, they could have a certain cancer, any kind of cancer, but there's a component of that specific cancer, and sometimes you may find it to be rare. And uh, that's what the Rare Cancer Institutes is there for, is to um, take on those cases, and they follow those patients from the starting point of finding the rare cancers and throughout their lifetime, the remainder of the patient's life. And that data and following and you know keeping up with the status of the patient, how they're doing, um, it's not just something just for research, but let's face it, you're helping every single person that may follow the same path in your journey behind you. It could be one person, it could be a few, it could be, you know, hundreds, it could be thousands, you don't know. But see, that's the thing, if um, we don't volunteer and help and research um, as a human, and especially also too with the clinical trials, is we wouldn't be able to help the next generation and those that will um, be behind us taking place in the journey that we're on right now if you don't volunteer 
and you don't raise your hand and say, yes, I'll help out. It is single-handed the most selfless thing you can do. Um, single-handed for me is the most, um, single most selfless thing I'll ever be able to do in my life. Um, that's a legacy. That's what a legacy is called. That's something you leave behind and uh, something money can't buy. But you're helping out so many people and uh, you don't realize is that research and your help helps to save lives. And uh, really, end of the day, I mean, that's really what it's all about. It's just stepping up to the plate and helping others, you know, by helping yourself. You just don't realize how many people you'll help along the way.